got to come with me. Got to come quick. Oh, come, oh, come. oh, okay, quick. Oh, uh, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Oh God, the woods. Why? Yeah, it's coming into the woods. Okay, I'm coming with you to the woods. Why? Oh, oh gosh. Why? What's with the rush? Why are we going? You want to see this thing? It's really cool. Oh yeah, I'm coming with you. I'm just confused. Okay. No, no, come, come, come. Okay, okay. All right, okay. It's no skirt the meadow. Just skirt okay, the meadow. Okay, okay. It's okay. Oh. Yeah. Hello, oh, there's a little bunny in the meadow. <gasps> oh. A little bunny in the meadow. Oh, oh. adorable. But okay. oh, oh, is that not what okay. we were here for? No, that's not what oh, we're here for. No, but it was okay. adorable. Oh, it is adorable. Okay. Um, Onw- okay. Onward, I suppose. Oh yeah. Oh, look at that fungus. That's really cute. Oh, that's. I, I don't think the fungus is going anywhere. We probably didn't have to hurry for this. No, no, no. Sorry. Well, we'll keep. Okay. Going. Okay. We'll, we'll keep, keep going. going. <gasps> Check it out. <gasps> It's a big door. It's a big door. It's a big door in the middle of the woods. That's that. That sure is something. And look, you can walk all the way around it. Okay. Have you tried opening it? Yes. Ready? <gasps> One, two, two, three. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. Two queer trans ladies talk about the media we've consumed in our week. Hello, I am one of the queer trans ladies. I am also one of them. That's us. That's how us. how are you this this day? Mm, I have angst. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. Yes. I've pet I'll it pat, better. Pat for me. Oh. Yeah, pat your forehead. Does that make it does that fix it? <laughs> No, but thank you. Oh, I've tried. What have you played this week? What have I played this week? Tell us about a thing you've played. Ah, I should scroll up to that bit of the list. It'll tell me what I've played this week. Uh, we played a thing together. We played through all of Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. Yeah. Little seven or eight hour little DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Uh, you largely play as Yuffie. Um, when you're not playing the the mini game. Oh yeah, we'll get to the mini game in a second. Uh, there's a little side story about like, hey Yuffie, how how do you become a part of the plot of Final Fantasy VII? Um, going off on your own little adventure. Um, how can you wander through bits of Midgar and not bump into the main cast? <laughs> um, Yuffie plays pretty differently to the rest of the existing cast in that, um. A lot of mechanics revolve around a second character, and you've got this whole thing of you can do stuff in sync, but it will cause the other characters' uh, meters to build up more slowly, and it will put them at a little bit more risk, but you'll do more damage. Um, you have a bunch of distance attack options. You can sort of throw your your, your spinny thing Shaking. and yeah, and have it sort of attack from a distance. Um, very fun to to play as. Yeah. Enjoyed an excuse to go back into that world. Yeah, and and when she finally gets a a, a, a teammate, um, rather than controlling them directly, you have sort of they they synergize with you, or they become that the they're more of a follower. You are you yes. are the leader, and they will sort of do roughly what you want. You can sort of get them to do their specials, but apart from that, you can't like ever directly control them. Yeah, them. unlike the main game, and yeah. Yeah, which I understand why that's the case in this DLC. Um, but like, 
I really enjoyed the weird little side minigame they put in this. <laughs> um, what, what was it called? Fort Condor? Fort Condor. It's like a little tiny MOBA. It reminds me of a game that I have played, but I can't remember the life of me. Yeah. So the, the gist of it is there's a bunch of matches you can go and find and escalate in difficulty. Um where you collect you you can collect little figurines uh, around the map when you're doing other side quests and it's basically a little like it is it's kind of a moba you can place figurines on the board that have cooldowns for when you can place them again uh you can place figurines down as far towards the enemy base as your furthest unit currently alive has made it um and you're trying to defend your little statues and push ahead to destroy their statues first. And it's like three minute or so matches. It's pretty short mm -hmm. gameplay. Um, you pick what units you're going to bring into the match at the start. You've got like and... a rock, paper, scissors mechanic of like the shields yeah. are good against uh, the, swords. Uh, the swords. The swords are good against the bows and arrows. The yeah. bows and arrows are good against the shields. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's, it's sort of working out like what layout you've got, what layout your enemies have got. It's it's working out like, do you want to wait around for a big unit that, for example, might spew out lots of smaller units over time? Or rather than waiting around for having enough points to do that, do you want to just summon smaller units as and when you can? You also have different um, boards, which will uh, uh, give you access to different magical powers. Yeah. And sometimes there'll be things like, um, okay... You can heal rather than doing offensive magic, and this meter goes up faster, but you have fewer uh, slots for things you can put in your team. Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly fun, in-depth little minigame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed having an excuse to come back to the world of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting to go back to the world, and I really like that game, and I can half see them turning that into a mobile game. Oh yeah, I could see a market for just because it's basically just tap and place things. There's no tap reason you couldn't things. do this on mobile. And what happens when they sort of just make all of the uh, different people on your team just like gutcha things? Yeah, yeah. Mm. the The only thing I didn't like about that mini game was that when you hit sudden death, where it's like, okay, first team to successfully knock out one of the other team's towers wins. It massively power boosts the enemy team. So if you hit, if you hit sudden death, the other team gets a huge advantage all of a sudden, mm -hmm. uh, which is a shame. Because yeah. like, it, if it had remained like, hey, you're both, you know, equal. Yeah, still equal. That would have been quite a tense, fun way to end game. Well, the other but... thing is, like, very often it, it seems like. Right up until sudden death, it's a case of you were just chipping away and chipping away and chipping away, and if things had remained as they were, you would have eventually got them. It was just yeah. taking more time than had been allowed. But sudden death is just like, no, fuck you. Yeah, it, it the game definitely uh, sort of requires you to play aggressively, because you sh really don't want to still be in the game when sudden death happens. Which you can only do to some degree, because you can only like play c characters while you've got the AP to yeah. cast them. Uh, but I had fun with that, and yeah. I had fun playing as, as Yuffie doing a whole adventure. The, the plot progressed a little. Yeah. Um, we got to hear a story about a little dog and a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, the final boss fight of that was tricky, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, we completely missed out on a summon and had to go back <laughs> in and go find it. We got it now. Yeah, we got it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just made me excited for more remake part two when that eventually comes. 
There it is. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, we played the Umbrella Academy board game again. We did play some more of that. How uh, Should we summarise it again for people who may not know what it is? I think we should. Yeah. I think you should, because you know the uh, uh, Umbrella Academy board, yeah. uh, comic books better. It, it, is a, it is a card game of trying to defeat various um, villains from the Umbrella Academy comics. Um... It is mainly a numbers management game. Both players are dealt a certain number of cards that have different number values on them. You are trying to uh, exceed the numbers on each villain card without running out of cards in your hand by discussing with the other player what what to put down to maximise your numbers. Um, I'm not... Yeah, the balance of this game feels not correct. The game as a whole feels a bit half-assed. Yeah, because like, here's the thing. I don't mind the core mechanic. The problem is, is that I never feel like it's like I'm like I'm lacking the resources to get through a given villain. Mm. Like I feel like maybe this game would be more fun if del- if we both deliberately homebrewed, giving ourselves fewer cards to work with. But then. I don't think that there's like a strategy we could do to be more effective to get around that. It's like either you're going to have enough cards or you're not. It I don't I don't know what what it is about that game. Maybe it's like it's not well calibrated for two players, but even so I think the main issue is it feels like it's just a game of very simple maths. It's it's a game that in no way requires the uh the license it is based on. You could play this game with a deck of cards. Yeah. Like a, a, a 52 card deck of cards, you could probably play this game. I'll be honest, the most fun I get out of playing that game is uh, the artwork and going, okay, so tell me about this boss. Yeah. And tell me about that boss. If that's the thing. I if We gave, this is, I think, the second time we yes. sat down to play it. And, and we've had it, what, three months? Yeah, months? and... The second time was no better than the first. No. It's one of those like, yeah, you know, we'll give it a second go. Maybe it'll be better this time. Yeah. It's 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 not a good game. Which yeah. first and foremost, that's what it needs to be is a good game. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what was going on with that. Yeah, it 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 seemed too simple, and I never felt like I was having to make decisions. I barely used any of the abilities on cards because. I had enough numbers to beat the other numbers. Why yeah. would I do anything else? Yeah, and even the uh, the um, family dilemma cards. Yeah, they don't make things much worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame because it's a fascinating um, IP, and I would like to see m- more done with it. Yeah, like, it's an interesting world. Like I've liked the series. It's, if anything, the the gamers maybe go. I might like to yeah. read the comic books at some point. It's, it's one of those things that, like, I wish they'd done something with this. Maybe a bit more like the Bureau of Balance game or something, because that is still largely a game of here is basic number to overcome, but it is more contextually built up with here is a narrative around it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that would be enough to forgive that this is a basic numbers game if there was some kind of plot happening or something or something. If there was something else going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It's lovely artwork. Maybe somebody will homebrew better rules to that game. <laughs> yeah. 
Gosh. Maybe, maybe to use those weird little plastic things that we seem to have for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, you play anything else? Uh, yeah. I'll very quickly do this one. I've got my hands on the new uh, new colours of PS5 DualSense controllers. Uh, Sony sent some of those. I saw them. Um, they look nice. The red one is a bit pinker than I would have anticipated from something called red, but I like the shade very much. It's a lovely shade. Uh, the black, the all black one is really nice when you've got just the blue LED ring around the touchpad. Uh, the two colours go mm. together really nicely. Either colour is better than the the white version <laughs> that ships with the console because. Textured grips in all white, they're gonna start looking grubby over time. There's nothing you can really do about that. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad to have something that I'm not constantly like, oh oh no, is it gonna look grubby? Is it gonna look grubby? Oh no, oh no. Um... What about you? Have you played anything else this week? We played through Flower. We did play through Flower. It's all right. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. Doesn't choose to explain itself at any point. <laughs> no, it is. It is a. It is an indie game from the era of indie games where all you really had to do to stand out was be. We're not using any words, therefore we're artsy, and uh, we have good graphics for an indie game, therefore. Yeah, we're pretty special. We are. Like it, it was, you know, a, an okay time. It's a I game... feel like you've got the better selection of levels than I did. Yes. <laughs> so I did the first two levels and the penultimate level. So the first two were a bit sort of like, learn how to do the thing. Learn what it's all about. Yeah, and then I'm Fiddle like... with the controls. I'm fucking pod racing through levels. You, were, you did the pod racing level <laughs> and you did the huge finale level. And I was like, okay. Especially since, I... like, the penultimate level yeah. is... It feels a bit half-assed. It's like, do yeah. a couple of things, and then, oh, you go into this field, and then it stops, and that narrative is picked up immediately by... Yeah, I'll be honest, I, I remember that game very little. There was there was no deliberate attempt on my part to be like, I'm taking the good ones. No, 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 no. it was just a case of like, <laughs> oh, okay, this... Hmm, but yeah, right. the game's pacing's a little all over the place. Um, playing it for the first time in many years... Um, I can see a lot of the design thoughts that ultimately became Journey in this. Mm, yeah. um, it's one of those that, like, this game was more impressive if you played it before Journey. Like, J- Jen- Journey kind of was very clearly like, ah, that game company has worked out how to do the thing they've been trying to do for a few games. Um, like, it's, it's very pretty. They, they had to nearly, nearly go bankrupt doing it, but yeah. yeah. Well, uh... It's it's a it's a very pretty game about oh I'm a petal I'm floating around yeah it's a nice interactive oh, screensaver we, we must destroy the human the human world the the human or world build is, it up the who the, the electric pylons are destroying everything now build an Yggdrasil is it be build the build the world tree yeah I job <laughs> it's an abstract narrative open to interpretation it is and and the closest it gets to a tutorial is hold a button. Okay, now wiggle your controller. Work it out from here on your own. <laughs> Bye! Pod racing. Pod racing. <laughs> that level was very pod racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I played another thing. <gasps> I played the demo for Unbeatable. Uh, you can find it on Steam. It's called Unbeatable White Label. It's it's not unbeatable, it's as not. it happens. Oh, heck. So, Unbeatable is a two-button music rhythm game. Mm. Uh, the only two buttons you have are 
hit notes that are at the bottom of the screen, or hit notes that are at the top of the screen, or you hit both at once to hit um, a, a top row and a bottom row note at the same time. Um, and because it is so mechanically simple, it is just two buttons and that's it, it allows them to do some really interesting stuff with um, being very precise about the timing it wants hit, and... Um, being doing some creative things with how it puts those notes on the screen. Um, it it reminded me a lot of the fighting game um, uh, Dive Kick, mm-hmm. in that when you're not focusing on mechanical input complexity, it opens you up to have other parts of the of the game be be where the difficulty lies. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you look at something like a Guitar Hero, if you play that game on a certain difficulty and you hit every note, you, maybe you don't get a perfect on every note, but you hit every note, you'll get 100% at the end of that song because it's like you hit 100% of the notes. Mm. This, because it's only a two-button game, is like, oh no, no. For 100%, you have to get perfect on every note. If you get a, a, a great or a good, you know, you'll still get some points, but you'll drop slightly down because it's like... It's basically grading what percentage of a perfect score did you get. It feels like I would be very bad at that. I mean, I've, I've, I'm not going to get 100% on any of these, but it's it's an interesting different way of, of grading that stuff. Um, and then several of the songs in the demo have little bits of narrative wrapped into them that are basically, what was the singer in this band going through when she wrote this song? And... So far, I have understood two things about this protagonist. Um, very clearly has ADHD. Lots of like, oh no, why do I keep starting things and as soon as they're not exciting anymore, I stop doing them. Why can't I, why am I so terrible at organization and so impulsive? And I'm like, oh, oh, I see what's going on with you. Also, I was getting major, major trans vibes from several of the songs. And then I got told at least two of the songs are from a trans visual novel about coming out as trans. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I wasn't reading those vibes out of nowhere. So my current read on the protagonist is angsty front woman singer of a, a who who happens to be trans and have ADHD. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like this these these character traits. <laughs> um I really like that the game doesn't pigeonhole itself too much to one genre. Um all too often when you get games about, like, music as rebellion and, you know, playing the role of people in a band, it's usually rock music and it's usually we're sticking to that because that's the rebellion genre. This plays a- around with a lot of very interesting mix-and-match musical genres. Um, there is a lot of, like, oh, you know, this track might start off a little bit rock, but then it goes into a piano breakdown and then it becomes almost, um, you know, like, house music at one point. Like... There's a lot of blending of genres in really interesting ways. Um, it's very clear that the people who worked on the soundtrack have a broad enjoyment of music in general, rather than being like, I like this genre, and that's the genre I like. Mm. And that's really nice. It's very nice to have such a variety of sounds in a music rhythm game. Yeah, so yeah I very much enjoyed that demo. Um, there's a there's about an hour's worth of content to play through if you play through most of the tracks about once. Um, I very much enjoyed it. There's Unbeatable White Label is on Steam now as a demo. 
Have you played anything else? Uh, we finished our campaign of Scythe Rise of Fenris. We did. Yeah. We we continued our streak of one win, one win, like back and forth. Who who won each round? Oh, well, we end it because you you won. I I did by just by a little bit. I like. 15, 16 points. I understand now what the scoring mechanic at the end is. The, the, the whole way through I was like, I was like, I don't know how much, how how much what I've done up to here does does that mean. Um, but I think we're both the winners. We both won the same number of matches throughout <laughs> the campaign. I think that makes us dual winners. You won. It's okay. I it's think okay we're both, win. yes, <laughs> I know it is. But also I feel like we both won because we both won four games each. And we 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 settled things mostly peacefully. Yeah, like even the one round we had to play in war mode, we didn't actually fight. Yeah, we 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 definitely avoided combat. I think we as had much a single fight in the entire game. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we avoided at any point deliberately fighting each other. Yeah, I know. Like we might have fought the the game board a couple of times when forced to. I don't think we even had to do that. Wasn't there a thing where we needed combat cards for something? In the middle of the campaign, there were there were oh there were bad things on the board. There there was there was we, a mech at one point, but neither of us ended up fighting it. I I thought there was some 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 bad like it wasn't like the the traditional fight mechanic, but we had to turn something over, and it's like haha, do you have combat cards equal to that? Uh no, it wasn't. Co- it was oh it was it, combat points. It was combat. Yeah. It was like points and you had to like pay for something yes. with a mixture of combat cards. Okay. And... We almost had a fight with something. There were, but no, not there were no actual fights. We didn't no. get the combat dials. We had them out. Yeah, we I handed you one at one point and we did not need them at any yeah. point. I mean we we both enjoyed the peaceful pacifist route of making alliances <laughs> and just sort of skirting around each other. <laughs> we're turning Scythe into purely a Euro game. Yes. No which, I'm terrified of the, <laughs> I'm terrified of the next time that we have to play this with other people who <laughs> play this game more aggressively. It's like, wait, you fought me. That's 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 not how Scythe. There was a point in that last game where you'd left this person on this one worker on their own with just tons of resources right next to me, and I was like, "I could, I could just, I could just, uh, I could just take it. It's right there. I could just, just." Uh, yeah, but that wouldn't be very sportsmanly, would it? the <laughs> game. I could just take. I didn't take it. I didn't do it. And uh, no. Well, I'm glad you didn't, because I, you know, went out of my way to let you. Get past and get the thing you wanted to get and go to the centre. I I did things that were strategically disadvantageous to me. I'm glad you didn't betray that trust by stealing all of my wheat. <laughs> so wheaty. It was very wheaty. It was like a wheat crunchy just waiting for me. <laughs> om nom nom. Om nom nom. Uh, well, uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything I've played as well. Well then, time for this. Cryptocurrency is a growing market in investments. You could make lots of money with our cryptocurrency app. It's a way of doing cryptocurrency and joining in the blockchain. You could make money. No one's supposed to be knowing about this, but this is what all the big investors have been secretly doing, and we want to share that information with you. You could make lots of money. It's a free opportunity, and you join all all of our stuff, and you will get all of the, the free money that we'll give you. Uh, okay, sorry, can you explain to me what you actually 
do. We have this incredibly powerful app. It uses algorithms and metrics, and it, it gives money. Yeah, but gives you you're, money. You're, look, you're throwing out a lot of buzzwords. What, what specifically do you do? Oh, well, you know how there's, like, Bitcoin? Yeah. And Bitcoin isn't really, like, a fixed amount. Right. So whenever someone needs to trade Bitcoin, they're doing it at a, at a particular cost, right? Right. And when they're selling it, they're doing it at a different cost, right? Yeah. We use our special AI algorithm to search out where people are trying to do those trades, where they're trying to sell, and we buy from one at a one price, and we sell it to the person who wants to buy at a different price. I mean, look, that sounds an awful lot like speculative trading, which is incredibly highly risky, and you... you, you... Probably glossing over a lot here. No risk, no, it's all completely free, no risk. Look, we just need more people to join because we don't make money unless you make money. Look, if if this if this is a completely free no risk opportunity, why why are you offering it to me instead of just doing it yourself and having all the money? It's if, the, if this is basically socialism I highly doubt that. No one has ever bought a Bitcoin for socialism. Marx coin? (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We took out from the earth. Yes, we finally made it up here. Hooray! All of our billions and billions of dollars. We've we've taken it all. We've taken it all and said goodbye to humanity. You don't have to deal with Earth anymore. So you, uh, can you come to Mars? I mean, of course. A new planet, that's new capitalism opportunities. Exactly. I have a, you know, I virtually have a whole slave race working there already. It's gonna be... Ha 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 They're paying off their own existence. Yeah, they are. But they got to go to Mars, and that's what I said I'd sell them. <laughs> Also, I've almost completely drained all of the resources of most of the planet. And uh, that's the state of that beach where I've been launching all these damn ships. Ah. <laughs> Woo! Wait, wait, what's that on the scanner? Um, I don't know. My controls aren't, aren't working. Oh gosh, are we being pulled in? I, some kind of tractor beam thing. We've completely stopped. Right, what's all this going on here? Oh, hello. Um, we're from Earth. We, um, made a lot of money and we're in space now. Oh, you mean Bezos and Musk, right? Yes, yes, that's us. Right, yes, well, you'll be returning to the planet Earth. Wait, wait, what? We're returning you to the planet Earth to stand trial. Wait, what? Crimes against your own species. I mean, all we all we did was make incalculable amounts of money off of the population and use it to build a vanity project so we could go to space. Exactly, that's a space crime. Uh, space, they're space, space crimes. They're space crimes. Yes, and they're not they're not like Earth ones where it's okay for us to be terrible capitalists. No, that's not oh. in space. We're we're ta- we're we're taking away our rights. Oh, oh no! Guys, we're turning you to your own planet, and we've hacked into all the banking systems. So we reset all your money to zero. But, but, but my spaceship. We'll be impounding that, returning it to the mm-hmm. Earth to be recycled. My spaceship. Look, you, you, you mistreated everyone. You were very but, naughty and but, bad. But, but, my, my money, my, my, my money. I earned this. I'm a genius. Same. Listen, so you're going back back down there. We're going to put you in a prison, special prison that we run. Oh, no. Yes, no, no fun, no cable TV. Oh, no. Oh, 
How will I know you about... You won't even be able to watch The Expanse. <gasps> How will I know about capitalism? <laughs> no copies of the Financial Times. Nothing. <gasps> Inhumane. We're not human. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, I must be bastarding off. Because even space cops are bastards. Bye! <laughs> Scab. Space cops are bastards. <laughs> so, what has gone in your eyes? Well, uh, I started watching season two of Canned Heat on the Enjoy Wrestling YouTube channel. Ah. And then went back and watched season one. Um... So this is a wrestling promotion that is happening in like little half hour episodes. There's five episodes releasing weekly in a season. Mm. Um, I started paying attention to this because uh, lovely James Stephanie Sterling is involved uh, doing doing some stuff. They appeared in season one, in episode one, doing some villainous stuff. Mm. Um, I really have been enjoying that. I subscribed to their YouTube channel, which I didn't think would be a thing I would do for a wrestling channel. Um, what I really like is that, like, each of the episodes is not too drawn out. They're very sort of concise uh, matches, very well commentated, very well explained what's going on. Uh, the commentary is very, very beginner-friendly. Hey, are you coming in and you have no idea who anyone is or what the plots are? Don't worry, we, we will talk to you as if you, you don't know a thing of what's going on, mm-hmm. which is what I need to enjoy a wrestling. I'm like, I yeah. can enjoy wrestling. It's live action anime. I, I I can be on board with this. I just don't want to feel like like trying to read a modern Marvel comic. I don't want to walk in and be like, oh, there's like 30 years of backstory I don't understand to know why this person's punching this person. Um, So yeah, if 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 you like the idea of of short little bite-sized wrestling and little story told over like a couple of hours uh in, in the enjoy wrestling channel can't eat i i recommend it what about you what have you watched this week we watched a new episode of uh new episode of loki we did um Ooh. yeah i think this is the second one that this we watched one, um yeah. i'm continuing to very much enjoy this yeah Loki's characterization has been very interesting. Mm. I care much more about this than I did Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. What do you What do you think about it so far? I am fascinated about it. I am. I'm curious to see where this is going. And I. I, I mean, I'm. I'm guessing it's opening up the rest of the cinematic universe for what is it? Phase four now. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting series to watch in that, like, because we know the names of some of the upcoming movies. Um. The next Doctor Strange is called the Multiverse of Madness. I wonder whether in Loki they'll be able to prevent multiverses happening or not. Hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. Especially but, uh, in the, in the first episode, Miss Minute did like a video presentation and said like multiverse and madness in yeah in a same sentence. Ah, uh, I will say I really like the pacing of this in that by the second episode we have a very strong idea of this is what we're trying to deal with, these are the consequences like it it hasn't meandered very much. It is okay. it is much quicker than I expected gotten to this is who and what we're trying to deal with. Yeah, and obviously we've had to grow Loki a lot from episode one. Yeah. 
They've, they've, to like what you might expect from a more modern Loki. They've done. They've they've managed to get a lot of plot progression done in two episodes without it feeling like it's just exposition. Yeah, and yeah, I'm very know. impressed by that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating little series. And as you say, a hundred percent more interesting than Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like. How much had happened by the end of the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Not Basically nothing. We didn't know who our villains were or what was going on or why anything was happening. And neither of us had a problem with the, the Without Borders people. Yeah. The Black Smashers. Yeah, we were, like, like, we were like, I guess these are meant to be the villains. But like, right now, I... Yeah, the, the good guys have teamed up with a Nazi. And I, yeah. So the quote unquote good guys are hanging out with and, a Nazi. And our does. villains are just like, hey, maybe a world without borders and artificially segregating people would be better. And like, yeah. I'm no. sitting there feeling, I'm, I, I'm not sure what conflict I'm supposed to be supporting here. Yeah. US imperialism? Probably not. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Loki's fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, we watched a film together. We did. We watched Luca. We watched Luca. The new uh, Disney Pixar That was movie. pretty adorable. That was adorable. It was lovely. It is very clearly meant to be a gay film that they weren't allowed to say the word gay in. That's, yeah. It's got such fucking gay coming-of-age story, trans coming-of-age story, queer coming-of-age story energy. Of course, you know, it's a film about fish people. Therefore, it's full of bait. <laughs> so yeah, the basic idea is it's 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 kind of it's kind of the Little Mermaid, but that boys will want to watch. I feel like is what they were trying to go for, in that it is your mermaid person that wants to go up and be on the land and have adventures up on the land, and everyone's like, no, humans are bad and evil, and they they eat fish, they don't go up there, and. Luca does not, our titular character does not break into song and sing about how he wants to be where the people are, but he might as well have done. Um, and he does have some issues with a fork, though. Does have some issues with a fork, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I very much enjoyed the friendship between the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, their plots were very... I, I, I had some guesses about where some things were going, but the execution was still very good. Mm. Um, I very much... Made us both cry. Yeah. I really liked that it had much more of a slice of life feel. Yeah. It had sort of Ghibli energy Mm, in places. Um, yeah. What do you you think? I enjoyed it. I liked some of the colour choices. I liked the animation on it. Yeah. Um, you talked about sort of the... The bounce of people, like especially yes. like the the facial animation a lot of the time. I, I think you put it well that it's like squash and stretch animation, but um, I was saying it was sort of constrained to the facial expressions. We're I mean, it, a- it was it was it was all certainly all the way through movement, but there was a particular way it was happening in facial expressions that yeah made it really interesting. It, it was more exaggerated on facial expressions than I am used to, mm-hmm. and that. Gave some really good expressive moments. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think the the colour was beautiful. Like the um, the the mer people, that sort of uh, turquoise skin tone was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, it it was very very amusing, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I 
I do not understand the people who are like are like no, it's it's not in any way gay or trans. I'm like this. Oh, it feels it. There's there's a there's a lot That's of because we've got an agenda. You see. Ah, I see. Yes. I, no, no person without an agenda would see this story of. I want to. I want to go up there and be seen. Be seen as as a as a human boy and not not be seen as anything else. Oh no, I must hide. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see what what I was like when I was born. I want them to see me as I am now, etc. Mm. I certainly can't see anything trans about that. Nope. No. Not not one a thing. I think that's because we have a politics. You see. Yeah. I I want to I want to run away from my parents and go live go go live life as as, as my genuine self as my genuine self. I don't want to be dragged off back back to live a life I wasn't happy with. Amongst the cheap fish. <laughs> I don't want to go live with with I'm my uncle blueberry. at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, where cats! Oh, he had a good voice. He did. <laughs> oh, where cats! Oh, Luca's very good. I highly recommend Luca. It's a very good film. It's a different pace for a modern Disney Pixar film, but like, I really like it. It's very good. I would watch another and watch more films in this style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. More of this. you? Have you watched anything else this week? I have watched an awful lot of readings of... um, Reddit threads from r slash entitled people and r slash I don't work here lady. Ah. Uh, just, it's just fun to hear almost certainly made up stories from the internet about Karens and people just getting very entitled about stuff. Yeah. Like inheritances and uh, people's college money and their kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, those stories almost certainly not true, but I still enjoy them from a storytelling perspective. I mean, that's what I mean. Human humanity's filled with the joy of telling stories to each other for yeah. years. So, like, even if there is a nugget of truth in any of them and they're embellished, like, I don't care. It's just like fun to listen to stories about. Like, oh yes, I have worked in retail. I have encountered. Very similar thing. I have encountered this person. I can believe, you know, I can. I, this is not within the realms of impossibility. I'm yeah. not. I'm not detached from the narrative. Although I think there was one story where someone mentioned applause, and I was immediately like, "No, nope, yeah. you've taken me out of it." As soon as anyone applauds in a in a story online, give lost yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, what about you? Did you watch anything? Ah, watched another wrestling thing because apparently I watch I watch uh, Pittsburgh area indie wrestling now. Uh, I I watched uh, Rise Returns, which yeah, is fun. was uh, about three and a half hours of of Pittsburgh indie wrestling. Again, lovely James Stephanie Sterling had a mm-hmm. uh, plotline in that, which is sort of why I was there. Um, I will say, um, for anyone who is interested in watching that. Or anyone who turned off part way through, the vod that is going up soon has completely different commentary to the commentary that was there when it was live. Much better. Um, I very much enjoyed the wrestling and the storylines, even if I am very glad that two thirds of the commentary will be very different when the vod goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited for more wrestling from Rise. With these people gone, without yeah, without those particular commentators. Yeah, Bye. yeah. Goodbye. You don't have work anymore. No. It's your fault for being a shit. Yep. 
Uh, what about you? You watched anything else? Oh, I watched a little bit of that Rice Show as well, but I had to go to bed because I was sleepy, and it started at fucking midnight. Yeah, that's... on a day when I'd already woken up quite early. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that vod actually because I have been kind of putting off going. I really want to watch it, but I I know there were some issues with the commentary and. Yes. Um. I know who's doing the replacement commentary, and it should be good. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what um yeah. like I I don't think I got to see MV fight. Um, oh yeah, M- MV's fight was real good. I was only half paying attention to Ziggy Heim because by that point you were yes. you 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 were needing a so, wrapping. Yeah, so the the the, the finale uh, ends up being a multi a multi way fight with yeah. uh, M MV and Ziggy Yay. and Calvin Couture and um. Uh, Kevin Johnson, I think his name is, um, doing a four-way match. It was quite something. Um, I I won't say too much, but Ziggy Heim diving through the ropes of the ring to knock three people down to the ground in a sort of leaping tackle oh, is no. a beautiful fucking thing. <laughs> Just like fucking clothesline sideways out through the ropes and <laughs> knock three people down. Amazing. Yeah. Ziggy's quite something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I quite like that tag team match at the beginning where they were, like, way up in the... Like, oh, yes. Uh, up in the, the bleachers. Yeah, that was quite fucking brutal, that <laughs> one. That was going fucking everywhere. Yes. Do we need a ring? Nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it seemed like a lot of good fun was being had. A lot of good yeah. wrestle fun. And, yeah, I, I mean, I've enjoyed... Uh, I enjoyed um, Polyam Car Cop- Cop- Party 3 when we yeah. watched that. Four is coming soon, yeah, so four that'll is... probably be at a more convenient time. Yeah, four is coming on July third, uh, which will be a daytime one um, for us in the UK. I'm I'm gonna be doing a pre a pre show for that yeah. again. So yeah. yeah. Also, why don't know why don't to Phoenix for doing the uh, lower thirds for that? Yeah, they look really professional. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I, together we 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 put good thing on. It did like a good thing. Good team. Yeah. Good ah, I'm I'm genuinely starting to really enjoy following Pittsburgh into wrestling. Yeah, it's I'm I'm starting to go into shows and being like, I know you and what your deal is. I I know your plot line. Ah, uh, heck, well, I mean that's that can be the bit of a problem with wrestling. Like, yeah. I don't know what the plots are, and I don't know which bits I should be paying attention to properly to 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 fill in my gaps. Well, um, it's... and uh, it, it it's not like more um like. Um, I was going to say more professional, but I mean they're very professional. Yeah. Uh, more mainstream uh, wrestling with uh, where you might get a wiki to try yeah. and explain some things. Well, this is why I've been enjoying working on those pre-shows. Yeah. It's been a nice excuse for me to learn enough to be like, right, let me explain everything to I you. I get all. a breakdown sheet. I know everyone's story. Yeah, exactly. I know everyone's story. I, I know how this person was promised a shot at the belt and they didn't get it, and that's why they're fighting that person. And this person's jealous because that person tag team with them. Yeah. Ooh. So much drama. So much like drama. Like a soap opera. It's a soap with... opera with anime fights. So, a soap opera with anime fight and angry cuddling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? Exactly. Uh, uh, have you watched anything else? I think that's everything I've watched. Uh, I have been watching something else. I started watching an anime called Demon Slayer, which oh, I have had... Uh, that that particular moment's a bit sad. I um, I have been recommended this a lot, and I know season two's coming later this year. And I was like, I'm going to finally make time for it because it's on Netflix. It's easy to see. Um, 
first of all, the animation's fucking gorgeous. It is some of the nicest anime animation I have seen in years. Um, the general plot is it is it, it is set in a world in like feudal feudal Japan. Um, but there are there are basically vampires. They're, they're they're called demons, but they're basically vampires. They burn up in the sun. Um, they feast on on humans. If you get contaminated with their blood, you become one of them as well. Um, some of them have basically magic magic powers as well. On top of that, they've got like magical powers. Some of them, but generally, d- vampire demons are a thing. Um, and the plot revolves around this main character whose whole family get killed, and his sister ends up getting turned into a, a demon. And for some reason, she is able to resist the urge to try and m- murder her brother. And this is very unusual for these these demons. Usually, they are, you know, hu- such a hunger for hum- for eating humans that, like, you know, they'll they'll eat their family in a heartbeat. Um. So this lad goes off on an adventure to try and work out, like, what is different about my sister? Is there a way I can turn her back? And can I go get revenge on the demon that that did this to my family? Um, It's a really nice... It's a really nice little tale in that it, in some ways, is your typical, um, you know, action, action hero anime. Um, but the whole way through, you've got this undercurrent of this brother trying to look after his sister that a lot of people, who, if they found out she was there, would be like, ah, we're terrified, we've got to fucking kill her, chop her head off. It's like, no, no, she's she's okay, she's nice, she's good. We just want to try and turn her back. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic between the brother and sister is really sweet, and the animation's yeah. gorgeous, and it's a very pleasant anime. I've, I've been enjoying it a lot. It's real good. Um, I'm not particularly far in. I am... Well, let's tell me what episode number I'm on. Uh, seven, epi- seven episodes in out of 20 in the first season, but um, I'm maybe a third of the way through the first season, but I'm very much enjoying it. Mm. I, I understand why everyone was recommending it. Heck. Uh, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like exercise? I mean, I should really do more of it than I do. Do you like working out? Um, in theory, if not practice, sure. Do you like being tied to just insufferable uh, subscription programs? Not really, it's why I avoid the gym. Well, consider trying Heloton. Oh! The exercise bike that will simply stop working if you stop paying a subscription. Oh gosh, let, oh, oh, that's a that's that's a subscription price right there, huh? It is, so it's, oh. it's 50 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. Plus you have to pay four grand for the equipment, each piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah, oof, hmm. And if you ever stop paying the subscription, it sits in your house, welds itself to the floor, and makes the property completely unsellable. And it occasionally moans in the night. Right, me. Yes, dear, I will. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, it was the haunted bike. <laughs> oh, God, God that re- really 50 bucks a month for your, your exercise bike to not just stop and haunt you. Oh, 
Oh no. It wails. I mean, is it at least, you know, does the discount offer code get get anything good with it? Yeah, you can get access to uh, video trainers. Oh! These were recorded sometime in the 1970s and they'll just keep playing them back to you now. They're exclusive. Oh! Exclusive to members, which I guess you have to be to use the equipment. So Yeah. This is for people with a lot of disposable income. You'll have to sell your soul to get a, a subscription to this. <laughs> Hell, it's on. It's worth and it's nothing, but it will cost you your life. Yay! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, it's time that we need more QA people again. Ah. We fired all of them. We need them back. We, we actually have to get some stuff QA'd. Yeah. And I really don't have to spend money on hiring people again. Right, so, um... uh, Interns? Well, I mean, look, we could have the interns on it, but, like, right now the interns are already working on, you know, like, shoveling out the the latest patch, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to brainstorm if there's some way we can get the QA work done for free. Right. Like, maybe even not even get it done for free. Get paid and make other people do the, the work. I like the sound of that. That so like, sounds like more money. Okay, here's here's okay. I think I got something. I think I got something. Right. What if we pitch to the customers a uh, exclusive uh, first first hands on experience package? This is something you you pay us money for, and you get to exclusively, and we hammer home it's exclusive. Um, play an early build of the of our upcoming game, and you know. You uh, can maybe unlock, you know, a free hat if you find a bunch of bugs and report them to us in a uh, official bug reporting QA forum. Right. So it's just a hat with a bug on it. Yeah. You, you found you find a you found a bug. You you get a digital hat. Shiny hat. Yeah. Shiny hat. Shiny you, hat. You get the you get the the bug catcher hat. It's like a little it covers your face and so bugs don't get in. Yeah. And you you just you pay us and you find the bugs. And we will give you a very, very, very loose reward for doing our work for us. What if we could integrate that into some kind of special loot box system exactly for these specific <gasps> people? So you find a bug. You're not guaranteed to get a, a reward for that. It's uh, you, you, you find a bug in the game. You might get some um, you... bug spray. Oh, I you see. You might get some um, bug juice and you can save up the bug juice and oh. use that to buy the hat from our special bug squashing store. So keep finding bugs so that you can, you know, work your way up the ladder of consumables. Yeah. You are fucking genius. I know. So. <gasps> what have you put in your ears? What have I put in my ears? I put a couple of songs in my ears this Tell week. Would you like songs. to hear about them? I would like to hear about them. Uh, I listened to a track called Critical Hit by Ghost Mice. Um... <laughs> It is a folk punk track about a D&D party on the brink of defeat. And the message is like, hey, don't give up even when it's bleak, because you never know when that crit might be just around the corner that's going to save the party. Yeah, yeah it's optimistic, keep persevering, told through the lens of D&D. It's a very sweet little amusing song. Uh, there's a track called Gotta Be Productive by Matster Graham. Okay. Um, it is a sort of very power chord driven screamy punk track about that sort of 
that weird anxiety feeling that can come with doing unproductive things when you feel like, yeah, but I should be doing something productive though. Why? Ah, I can't let myself do not productive. That as a punk track. Ouch. Yeah, (laughs) this is very real. (laughs) Um, I listened to a track called Only Human by Chipzel. Uh, It is a a chiptune track that feels very tonally similar to, like, ethereal psytrance music in its composition. Yeah, it feels like someone tried to make chiptune psytrance. And I'm here for that. Nice. What about you? What do you listen to this week? I listened to Der- Derude Sandstorm on repeat. Just like that. Just like that. A lot. Yeah, like that. A lot. Um. Yeah. So. Um. One. I've been still having a bit of problems with uh, music making and I've gone back to one of the pieces of advice I got very early on which was just recreate tracks so I've been working on yeah. recreating like easy tracks that I did um I can't remember what the track I did I did did a track a couple of weeks ago I mentioned it on here um mm-hmm. like recreated that just to sort of get used for okay what is the sort of basic composition of the thing what um like effects happen yeah what what is the layout for the thing and and just sort of getting an idea from that so you know um it's it's all practice on understanding that and i will probably get around to more complicated tracks the problem at the moment is i don't have the ability i don't have the sensory processing yes to Pick up a, like, I understand that it is like a really important music skill to go, oh, like I've listened to this track and I picked it apart and I can just listen to the drum on that track or just listen to what, the you, hi-hat. You're saying that when there are multiple sources of sensory information, you struggle to pick one out of the many? Yes. I, I am shocked and surprised of this about you. <laughs> I, I thought you were very good at filtering out specific bits and ignoring the things you're not trying to hear. Yeah, it's not a good it's it's not it's not a skill to be lacking when you're trying to make music. Yeah, yeah, it's just a tough thing to do. It is a tough thing to do. And every time I watch production videos they're like, "Okay, yeah, listen to this version. Now here's with the thing on, here's with the thing off." And I'm like, "I I literally can't hear the difference." Ah. <laughs> uh... I I struggle to do so. Occasionally, I can do so, but I struggle to do yeah, so. It's 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 a real fight, and I'm I'm trying my best, but yeah. um, we shall see. <laughs> Got to put in the hard work now and try yeah. and get through that stuff, so that hopefully I can get back to making my own tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make good music. You are making good music. I want to make better music. <laughs> well, you will over time. You will continue to make better. <laughs> I want to be music. good now. Oh no! <laughs> don't don't want to don't want to do. The, I just want to be at the good bit. I understand this. No very growing well. as a person, only already the best. I <laughs> empathise with this very much. <laughs> Impulsive must must be good already. Can't be good now. Can't sit still and get good. Sitting still's hard. I know. Focusing and learning and practicing is hard. I want to be good now. Well, at least I've kept it up for every year. And mind you, at this point, I've sunk so much money into it. It's sunk cost fallacy. I have to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, well, have you listened to anything else? No, that's it for me this week. I've listened to a whole bunch of the new season of uh, SCP Archive. 
Ooh, tell me about some of those. I uh, will find you the list of what I have listened to of the lately. Um, so I listened to uh, Too Spooky. Can't even remember what that one was about. I listened to The Crooked Man, which is about um, a um, an entity that everyone in this town has sort of heard of, but they don't really talk about it. Um, the SCP Foundation have got, like, monitoring stations and a special hospital wing to care for people who've been afflicted by it. And it attacks people who are at home after sundown. And basically it breaks your limbs. And um, then your skin will become hyperelastic. And then your limbs will reset at whatever angle they happen to be at when the resetting uh, resetting kicks in. Oh no. So you end up with like bendy. And they can extend and stretch and um, be broken multiple times in the same night. So there's people that like can end up being like two meters long with like zigzag limbs, but still functioning and in a lot of pain because obviously the breaking of the limbs really hurts, and then the rebuilding of the limbs really hurts, but they don't tend to die from it. And beyond that, there is like a hole, and then they found the domain of this thing. And that was weird as fuck. Um, that was that that was a fun and interesting one. That's um, uh, SCP seven eight three, the Crooked Man. Um, SCP four four uh, four nine nine four, uh, an ideal foundation. It's about a uh, they find a a sort of portal to a a parallel world where there is a. An Earth that is already starting to recover from global warming and climate change, mm. and and their like their carbon emissions are getting way way down, and everyone in this universe knows about the SCPs and their SCP Foundation. Like they they contain the really dangerous ones, but people like know they happen. It's not kept as a big secret, and um yeah, it's it's a fascinating look at like a parallel world idea. Uh, SCP-2030, Laugh is Fun. It's about uh, a fake TV show. or It's about a TV show that seems to have run for about 30 seasons and no one quite understands how it works because it used to show up randomly on videos, slipping inside the wrong cover for a VHS tape. And then it would like randomly appear on torrenting sites, labelled as something else. Huh. Uh, or it would find itself in a DVD box at like um, uh, like an automatic um, rental, a disc rental machine thing. And um, basically, it's like a prank show. Like, oh, a horrible huh. thing happened. Oh, it's just a prank. Just laughs. Ha ha ha. Laugh is fun. <laughs> But, like, all of these things that are happening are, like, horrific things. Like, oh, uh, this this week's theme is squirrels. And somebody wakes up in the middle of the night, they can hear this noise, and their husband just explodes full of squirrels. Uh Aha! And then the door opens, and the host walks in, and is like, yes! Horrible thing! (laughs) (laughs) This sounds terrifying! It's... (laughs) I mean, it's SCP, it's pretty fucked up, yeah. 
Um, what was the other one? Oh, Jasper's Hill, uh, SCP-3785, about a, a dirt road that you can't get to from anywhere other than its starting point. And if you f- go off the road, you might not find your way back. But at the far end of it, you get spat out into this forest where it's always nighttime and there's signposts for Jasper's Hill to the north. But the further north you go, reality becomes completely non-Euclidean and you get chased down by this white car where you're hung upside down, which is to say Jasper gets out of the car, ties a noose around your neck and then you just sort of float upward from the ground. And also there might be a giant octopus thing. Well, I imagine it's like Lovecraft without the racism. I've not read any Lovecraft. Because of the racism. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the vibe I get. Non-Euclidean. And there was a tentacle thing. <laughs> that's how it works, right? I mean, basically. Um, yeah, that, that is all I've listened to. Well then, time for this. Do you uh, want some of that? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <sighs> Did you know? Yeah, yeah. The reason, right? Why you were uh, you you're very sneezing like at the moment, like your body's just oh, sneezing so much. I assume it was the pollen in that. Well, I mean, it, it's spring, right? So you, yeah. you you would naturally assume that, right? I mean, pollen, pollen, pollen isn't harmful to me, so I don't know why it makes me sneeze. Yeah, but like more than usual, right? I mean, I've been sneezing more than usual. Exactly. Right. What it is, yeah, air conditioning. Air conditioning. Right. Air conditioned offices. Air conditioned yeah. supermarkets. Right. Yeah. They've got a way of getting rid of this chemical out of the air, right? Yeah, yeah. So what it is, it encourages you. You're like, oh, I feel better and less sneezy when I go shopping. Mm. I feel better when I go and and, and engage in capitalism, which I wasn't able to do last summer. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. So what it is, they've made us allergic to not shopping. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it's it's all a big conspiracy, yeah. I mean, if... At least now I know. Yeah, no, it's half the battle. It's right? good to know somewhere where I'm not going to sneeze, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't smoke in the, in the shopping mall, though. Oh, fuck. Especially does, not this. Does... Does it count if I do the shopping from the girl that sells me this? I mean... Is that capitalism enough? I mean, (laughs) Gary probably doesn't count. I don't know if Gary's got an air conditioner. He's got a little fan. Yeah, probably don't don't count. Probably don't, probably don't count, because he's... He's not part of the system, is he? Because I don't think he's paying tax on all all this. (laughs) I guess I'll just go and make a trip to buy some sweets. Yeah, (laughs) go and see Gary and get some some sweets. Oh, actual (laughs) sweets, right, yeah. (laughs) 
you ever think, like, the whole virus game, it's just... Just like maybe we're too old for it now, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. You got you got to do so much code, and they're making it more complicated. All of the things that you got to hack past these days It's just a lot of work. Like I'm nineteen. This is a young man's game. I know, I'm just, right? Like maybe if we could find a different way to just like get people to join our botnet. Exactly. I my my fingers too 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 slow to keep up with the kids these days. Oh yeah. Between playing StarCraft two and like the years of hacking, like my joints are wrecked. My fingers are basically dust. I'm just a small claw on each hand now. Well, what what are we gonna do then? How are we gonna do this? Well, we know that guy that does all the photoshopping, right? Yeah. What if we got someone on Fiverr? to right. voice over and we'll make adverts and we'll just invite people to join our, our our botnet but we'll sell it as like an investment opportunity oh yeah yeah like join our botnet give give us all your resources and 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 we'll use that to, to get into places and overwhelm systems and stuff because mm. i don't know about you but trying to get like a new 3070 has been really difficult yeah. So what if we could just put in the power of everyone else's computer? So what you're saying is, is basically just rather than bother hack- hacking people, just invite them to join just... the botnet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a techno babble word. I'm sure if we if we say it's something to do with Bitcoin, they'll probably click on it. Probably. Like we just we just throw out lots of buzzwords and make it sound you're, like a proper investment. You're, you're going to be on the on our equivalent of a blockchain. You're part of a big interconnected thing. We'll pitch it that way. Or we, you know, we sell it to boomers and we don't even mention blockchain or or Bitcoin. We just tell them, like, it's an important marketing opportunity available. Do you ever see those adverts at the bottom of articles that are completely unrelated to the article? Oh, God, yeah. And it's like, oh, over 50, here's a chance to get a special payout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People in your area are entitled to this payout. We'll just save you one of those. (gasps) You just have to sign up with your... You leave your computer on near an open window or a fan and uh, we'll just you know we'll it just number crunches in the background for you we'll say it's stocks or something you're bloody smart you are so are you no questions sam let's have questions what's the questions uh, samuel west asks i'm thinking about buying a stock tank to use as a planter but i'm not convinced i can get it through the greenhouse door should i go through with it for reference the door is two foot wide and the tank is two foot tall, so no room for error. Would you like a picture? Uh, sure. I had to Google this because I didn't know what it was. Okay, okay. And you try to get through a greenhouse door. Greenhouse is typically made of glass. That is a high-risk yeah, manoeuvre. It is. Hmm. My advice would be put this metal tank thing somewhere very cold, ideally. Mm-hmm. And then wait for a very hot day, so the greenhouse will be and hot. Then just charge through the door with it. I'm hope. Well, no, the, the, the cold makes things shrink, and yeah, hot makes things yeah, expand. Yeah. And I'm hoping the door will be slightly bigger, and this will be slightly smaller, and you'll have a margin for error. Lube the lube the garret. Lube the greenhouse door. Very, very, very carefully inch the thing through a centimeter at a time. But if it breaks the glass, we're really sorry and we can't be held responsible. We are not held responsible. <laughs> Grim Pleasant Treasures will not be held liable for any <laughs> incidents involving a two-foot thing and a two-foot thing. 
Have you considered dilating the door? Dilating something? I've got, I've got some, some have, practice. Have you considered going to the company that makes these and goes, can you make me like a 1.9 one of these rather than one that's two across? Can you carefully take out one of the glass panels in the greenhouse and slide it through there? Yeah. If that's bigger than two feet. Whom's can say? We'll just say fuck it and smash it through. <laughs> yeah! Greenhouse smash, rawr. <laughs> Take out all the glass in the greenhouse around the door, and then if it stretches a little bit, <laughs> and then you put that back in, so it won't it won't do any like major damage. Yeah. Uh, Alpha asks. Yeah. When communism a thing? Um. Soon, please. As 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 soon as everyone gets around to not capitalism. Not capitalism. When not capitalism. Get on that, everyone. Please. Uh, Kiri Magic asks, What is the best way to calm a rampaging, murderous Komodo dragon? I could do with this information sooner rather than later. Um, place a small bucket of flies in its path. Is that what they eat? I'm guessing so. I feel like a Komodo dragon would probably eat flies. Mealworms, maybe. Put some Komodo dragon food in its path. And hope. Glue Komodo dragon food to um, Jeff Bezos, who's had his ankles tied together and his arms tied together and make him crawl very slowly away. Uh, now, what so you do... If you, don't have your, if you don't have a Bezos at home, uh, a capitalism bought will be fine. Uh, I was going to suggest put the little container of food next to um, a rock and a heat lamp. So it has to stop on the heat on the heat rock in order to have the food, and then it's like I'm very full and is very warm. I could oh. just have a nap. Should have had. And yeah. then Very carefully take it away somewhere. Exactly. Done. Sorted. You just ask it nicely. Yeah. You ask it what's um wrong. You have a nice little chat, talk through <laughs> its problems, and you know maybe that'll maybe that'll sort things out. Uh, Phoenix Two Hill. Hi, Phoenix. I love you. Oh, I love you. Asks, uh, tell me about your wrestling personas and their story that you just had to make up right now. Um, I'm I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna use the name that I use in roller derby. I'll be the blue the blue bomber. Fuck. Uh, but that takes on different connotations in wrestling. Uh, my speciality would be power bombs. Oh heck. Uh, I'd be I'd be blue haired and do do lots of power bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you gonna wear like a a gold uh, a a sparkly blue bikini or something? I I mean that wasn't the plan, but sure. Or I like can... a one piece. I I, I I don't know. I don't know. I want to have a cape. Whatever what? I'm doing, I want a cape. What a cape? You should have a cape. Have a, have a, a blue sparkly galaxy cape. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I would be the Rainbow Warrior. Ooh. And I would have um like, um stripy rainbow tights and stripy rainbow hot pants. And big stripy uh, rainbow uh, like um, wrestling boots, oh. and like a little uh, rainbow crop top, oh. and like rainbows over my cheeks and I, rainbows across I, my titties. I'm now picturing if we, you know, in our various plot lines had to fight, and you could be there, like, aha, I am so many more colors than you. That means I am so much better. And I'd be like, ah, yes, but I focused on one color. I'm one color condensed. I'm less spread apart, so I'm better. I'd just be like. <clears throat> That's unfair in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just dumb your opponent. 
That's cheating. That that no, that's how I'd win on my head. That would be my thing. I I that seems like it's OP. Rainbow Dom powers. <laughs> that's that's overpowered. Yeah, that's alright. Then there'd be like a story where I have to face off against a brat. <laughs> I'd have to fight Echo or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, my one weakness. <laughs> Somebody won't just. Somebody miss. just turns around and goes, no. Make me. <laughs> Make me. Oh, I fucking will. <laughs> and you're a spry little one, huh? <laughs> and then I'd lose because I'd be sleepy and I'd need to like, lie down. Oh. <laughs> and then just be like, poke, I win. <laughs> okay, one, that's two, our wrestling three. plot line. That's there it. you go. That's the, whole, that's the whole wrestling plot line. Yeah. And maybe Nyx would have to come and save me <laughs> at the last minute, like a chair on the back of the head. <gasps> that's quite, that's quite right. intense. Heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm just imagining an entire wrestling plot. I guess we're going to have to come up with a whole new D&D campaign, but with wrestling. Yeah. Well then, that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Virtual Justice Warriors. Virtual Justice Warriors. Yeah. Right, Larry. Right, Larry. How you doing? Um, my mental health has not been its best, I must be honest. Yeah. 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 Keep dissociating. Uh, I know how it be. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes. It be like that sometimes. Oh, oh. You been up to much? Well, mainly waiting for a couple of days after uh, this conversation where, uh, I'm going to be fully vaxxed. That's amazing, mate. Yeah, you know, only a couple of weeks to wait for you to, you to catch up. We're getting there. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that hug and some board games. Indeed. Nice. Oh, well, I've been thinking, it's toward the end of Pride Month. Pride Month's nearly done now. Wow, I've been, that's been, been gone quick. It's sort of flown by. I suppose not having physical events to go to is sort yeah. of... Uh, Once again, a lack of uh, like milestone events is really... Uh, Really hampered things. Little bit, little bit. But um, I was thinking about Pride stuff and uh, about, you know, when, when, you know, Pride stuff starts to come back next year and whatnot. And one thing I really hope, one thing I really hope we see is uh, more thought put into uh, disability access for Pride events. And there is not enough attention paid to that, I don't think. No, indeed. You know, like, you know, from... from if you look at some of the corporate events, you look at like Pride in London, for example. Uh, that is an event that has big old uh, fences up along all sides of the event, and if you are, say, a wheelchair user, there is every chance you will just not be able to see what's happening because not be able to see, not be able to get close to those barriers because I, you know, I doubt getting you. You can't like just hop over those things, especially not once you know the crowd starts to get a little bit deeper. Exactly, exactly. You know. Um, Thinking about the fact that like most Pride events are uh, terrible sensory experiences, very loud, very chaotic, yeah, uh, yeah. very little in the way of do you need somewhere quiet to be for a minute to compose yourself before yeah, you go yeah, back yeah. out? You know, that is something that some events, you know, like you like Transport Brighton does all yeah, right. Yeah, they got, got a nice little little quiet area, quiet yeah. area if you need it. You know, but that's certainly not every Pride event. Yeah. Um, you know, picking accessible locations. Um, you know not requiring too much walking to access you know there is yep. there is a lot of uh drop curbs yeah what one, one thing i do like uh again transport brighton uh always have uh sign language interpreters for their uh speeches which is very appreciated yeah definitely yeah 
thought that was like, it doesn't take a lot to make a Pride event more accessible, but you'd be surprised how many don't bother with it. No, indeed. And obviously, like, the big ones are making sure that there are available toilets, making sure mm. that, um, you know, people can get where they need to go. Um, I understand, obviously, a lot of the cities themselves aren't necessarily yeah. super accessible, like London particularly. Um, you know, you're, there's always a risk of, is there step-free access to this particular place? Yeah. Um, you know, I, again, like the lack of drop curves, the very, yeah. very, very high curves in some parts of London, especially yeah. around uh, Piccadilly. Um, you know, all those alleys, slight cobbled bits in places, you know, it's it's... Obviously, problems for you know anyone who's got mobility issues yeah. that way. God, to- toilet access in particular is a terrible one at some of the big prides. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, London and and Brighton uh, main prides. You know, yeah. because uh, obviously L- London, you largely have to rely on on what shops will let you in. Some of the shops won't let you use their facilities unless you've you know um, unless you bought something. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of strategic planning of where you put yourself on the route because god forbid you try and cross the parade route to get to somewhere absolutely like the queues waiting for being allowed to cross take fucking forever yeah and you can't always guarantee that they won't just suddenly decide they're going to stop subway entrances to, to that you might otherwise yeah. use to cross a road uh, like public toilets like trafalgar square yeah. i once waited over an hour at those toilets to get in and use those yeah, and you know that even then you've like well you've got to make sure you've taken your own paper with you and whatever else because you yeah. know you can't guarantee you know use what what's going to be in these facilities when you get there exactly. if you can get in at all. Basically, make Prompt and Pride more accessible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, virtual hug, virtual hug. We oh not long now. Oh, so close. I can I can practically feel it. <sighs> Uh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Right, I think I'm going to uh, go and have a bit of a lie down, mate. I'm going to do the same thing. Nice, no, nice. Look nice. So, Laura. <gasps> Me? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. You can find me uh, doing Twitch streaming Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on twitch.tv slash Laura K. Buzz. Uh, every Friday I upload episodes of Accessibility on YouTube. Um, I've got books, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. Things I Learned From Mario's Butt, that's out now. Gender Euphoria, that's out now. There's other books coming, but those are the ones for now. Um, there's also podcasts, there's Pixel Squirt, which is about video game character pornography. Uh, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. I'm also on another show with you that isn't this one. That'll be Polyamory, the yeah, well. edition real play podcast with questionable morals. My goodness, you're getting through this. You're currently stuck in a horrible, scary town. Ooh, spooky. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how long it takes you to get out of that. And and mysteries are happening. Um, what else? I do, we got Queer and Pleasant Strangers t-shirts, you can get those yeah. now. Those are available at uh, janiac.redbubble.com, that's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, all of my links can be found at janiac.streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I've got a, a uh, we've got a Redbubble on there, um, got my, um, 
my Twitch where I stream uh, Thursday nights uh, 7.30 UK time. Usually go on till about 10 o'clock. And I've got a YouTube where I usually put up VODs and unboxing videos and things of that nature. And I'm on Twitter. If you hit me up on Twitter uh, because you want a uh, Discord link, you can do that. If you want to, uh, if you want to ask a question yeah. to the If you want to get into question time, hit me up on Twitter with your questions. It doesn't have to be a Tuesday when I usually ask questions. You can just ask them and I will save them for the day we do records. I think that's everything. That's all the important ones. Star Monkey Radio on Patreon. That pays my bills. Please help. Please. I'm trying to get up to, uh, you know, up to, oh, I don't know, 25, sub 25 Patreons. That would be nice. Oh, that would be nice. Mm? That would be yeah. my all-time high. A hack. Yeah. So, you know, maybe consider maybe consider just a little bit of a month to help me justify all the, the hours. Laura, <gasps> sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>